This is your host, Bella, and if you listened to last week's episode, hello again, and thank you for coming back. To any new listeners, this podcast is based on Kim Jong-hyun's Blue Night Radio broadcast that he hosted for three years. I hope this space that belongs to you and me be the site for anyone to rest in tranquility. Now, you might be thinking, well, this introduction is a throwback. And you're right. If you have been listening since season one, I think you recognize the intro. And I felt that it was fitting for it to be in the final two. That was our beginning and it will also be our end. Um, I think that word has been making a lot of people sad these days. Final. End. But while this is the end of Shower Blue Night Radio, it's not the end of our friendship or our connection. Uh, to be honest, in the same way that you have all grown close to me, I've grown close to all of you listeners too, and so... We'll always be together in our very own space that we've created. So, for this episode, I hope that you can listen with an easy heart and mind and not worry too much about it being the end. And besides, the end is always a beginning too, right? Now, with that out of the way, how are you all? Are you doing good? Um, I'm sorry that this episode is a little bit late. I did have my finals and graduation and moved houses all in one week last week. Um... So while I could have done this, I felt that, especially for a final episode, I wanted it to be extra good for all of you, and I didn't want to rush it. Uh, I did finish my finals for Korean language. I'm officially a level 2 graduate. I will be coming back later to do levels 3 and 4, hopefully. Um, But I thought, since it was finals week for me, it must have been finals week for a lot of you. So how did you do? I hope you did well. And you know what? Even if you didn't do didn't do well it's okay uh when we're younger especially we feel like school is the be all end all and your grades are the most important thing as soon as you finish high school and even university once you get out into the quote-unquote real world you realize that grades really mean nothing um and intelligence is not just measured by a letter or a number uh So if you didn't do as well as you wanted to, that's also completely fine. Don't stress about it. Um, And also somehow it's December already, right? I feel like this year just flew by really quickly. I don't even know what happens this year. (laughs) I feel like a lot of of changes happened in my life. Um, But I hope that for the future, for Christmas and New Year's and everything, that you will be able to receive it well and that it will treat you well. Uh, Now, before we go into the next segments, we are going to be listening to our first song. As I have been doing every single episode of this season, I asked you guys on Twitter to vote for what songs, shiny or solo, that you thought represented each color of the rainbow. Now, we finished the rainbow and we finished every shade black, white, grey. We also did rainbow. So what's left? For this final episode, I thought I would look at the colour that is most important to showers, and that is pearl aqua. Now I know there's a lot of contention, what is the actual shade pearl aqua? I think no one actually knows, even SM doesn't really know. If you look at our shiny merch over the years, The shade is always a little bit different, sometimes more green, sometimes more blue, especially if you got the 
uh, shiny ace membership and you got the welcome kit, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, but this color, Pearl Aqua, is very important to us, also very beautiful. So I asked you what song you feel like represents Pearl Aqua. And the song that came first place, as expected of Shawls, is Replay. Uh, I think all of the songs that you picked for this episode are 100% expected. <laughs> uh, a little bit emotional, I think, for Shawls. Whenever we think of Pearl Aqua, it's so related to Shiny that we pick the most representative songs too. Uh, so we will be starting off this episode with Chinese Replay. Now for our first segment, I'm going to be picking a song and delving deeper into the meaning behind not only the song and lyrics themselves, but the message behind it and even the music video. Now, throughout this season, we've looked at a variety of artists and songs, and I hope you've discovered something new from these segments. I do have to give a shout out to the K-pop explained by a Korean channel on YouTube, because not only did they inspire me, they did help with a few songs. So if you're interested in more after this ends, please go and check them out. Uh, what I wanted to know was, what was your favorite song that we covered this season? Personally, I really loved going more into Spring Day, as it is one of my favorite songs in general. Now, for today, I thought a lot about what song should we end with? Shiny? Jonghyun? Sad? Happy? But as I was reading Jonghyun's book, which yes, I will be talking about later, there was one song that stood out to me, and it really kind of connected everything nicely, and that's why I wanted to talk about it. It's a song that, of course, everyone knows, even non-Shiny fans would know this song. And that song is Jonghyun's End of a Day. I think by this point we all know about the song, why it was written, but I love talking about it anyway. So this is a song that I played on the very first episode of Shower Blue Night Radio. And I remember it being so hard. At that time, I said, it's hard now, but I hope one day in the future, this song can bring you comfort again. I remember even being scared to press play and listen to his voice. Now thinking about how we felt two years ago compared to now, maybe the pain has lessened, maybe not. But I think we've all collectively and together grown and learned from this situation. Jonghyun's End of a Day is a song, to me at least, that hurts and comforts at the same time. It's kind of the feeling like when you admit or accept when you have a problem or when something's wrong, it's good for you but at the same time thinking about it and acknowledging it really hurts. That's what this song feels like to me. Now when Jonghyun introduced this song on his Blue Night Radio, he said, I think perhaps there are many people who think, why do I have to work so hard and come home so late? To be honest, I feel that way too. I wrote this song thinking that if someone waited for me at the end of my day, filled up with mess, and thinks that I'm their pride even though I'm like this, I would feel very reassured. The lyrics can easily be understood as a story of lovers, but Jonghyun said that he received inspiration from the story between him and his pet dog, Ru, and he picked out the lyrics, You're my pride, as his favorite. 
Now, actually, when you look at his book, Skeleton Flower, if you look at chapter two, the title of that chapter is End of a Day. And it includes an interview with himself as Jonghyun and the woman character. In the story, the Jonghyun character talks about this song, stating that he would find it an honor for people to end their days listening to this song and hoping people find comfort in it. Again, in the book, as the character Jonghyun, he confirms that the song was written about Ru, and the lyrics Massage My Shoulders is about Ru jumping on his back when he comes home and lies down on his bed. I think, personally, whatever way you look at this song, romantic, platonic, sad or happy, this song ultimately is designed as a restful place at the end of a tiring day. In the lyrics, there are constant references to things that are warm and that make you feel warm, like blankets and bathtubs and feeling safe in someone's arms and also providing that safe feeling to other people. The music video, on the other hand, makes you feel a little bit more sad when you watch it. And this is just advice for my fellow showers out there. Do not scroll down. Do not read the comments. If you're going to watch the music video, just stick to the video. I'm sure you know why, but just a piece of advice. Uh, now, I'm 100% convinced that the two people in this music video are the man and the woman from Jonghyun's book, which is why I really, really urge you to read it. The book shows the aftermath of a breakup, and in the music video, you can see a split screen directly separating the two people who seem to be struggling with their emotions. The man in the music video writes a letter, which are lyrics to the song, and this is exactly the same as what the man in the book does. Towards the end of the music video, throughout the music video, they're obviously having a difficult time, and towards the end, just as the climax of the song starts, the split screen comes together and they see each other in person. It all combines together to create this really emotional masterpiece. So they meet and the girl starts crying on his shoulder. And to be honest, recently, I watched it just before. I started crying too. <laughs> but I truly think that it's not only the song and the music video, but also the book. They all complement each other so perfectly. And I think they're all connected really, really well. So I appreciate how many layers there are to this story that Jonghyun tells. And I think when you combine everything together, you can really see what he wanted to say. Um, even within the song itself, there are many layers. But when you combine it all together, I think it just absolutely 100% gives more meaning to it makes it perfect so as I said if you're going to watch the music video don't scroll down <laughs> just watch the music video listen to the song and I highly recommend reading the book as well and if you do let me know what you think and how you feel about all of them combined together now we are going to be moving on to song number two for our colors right the so first one was replay pearl aqua this one was also something that i really expected and it is one of shiny's most recent songs now this song is our page uh it was never a hundred percent confirmed but 
I guess within the fandom, it's kind of said that this song is dedicated to Jonghyun. And I must say I agree as well. So we're going to be turning it down a little bit with Shiny's Our Page. <laughs> Next, we're moving on to our inspiration corner. This whole season, and to be honest, this whole podcast, is centered around the idea of what inspires people. Each episode, I introduced something new that has inspired either myself or one of you listeners. Now, throughout this season, we have heard from myself and other listeners about various moments of inspiration, and I hope that this segment and through this podcast, you've realized that it doesn't take something big to draw inspiration. You can find it absolutely anywhere if you're looking for it and if you have your eyes open. So for this final episode, what I wanted to talk about is the thing that has been the inspiration for this entire podcast from the beginning to end, and that is Jonghyun's Blue Night Radio. For those listeners who weren't around for this origin story, <laughs> um, I suppose the idea of this Shawl Blue Night Radio came to me during December of 2017 when I realized that the person I would turn to for advice was no longer here. So every morning, without fail back then, uh, I used to wake up and I would check the Tumblr that would translate important parts of what Jonghyun had said on Blue Night Radio. It was kind of like my morning paper. <laughs> and through this daily routine, I was able to find comfort in a space that was judgment-free. Uh, I felt like I had a friend to lean on, and even when I was totally alone in my room, I never felt completely alone. Whatever my problems were, I felt like Jonghyun completely understood them, and I think a lot of you listeners can relate to what I'm saying now too. So in my moment of hurt back in... December of 2017, when I needed comfort, I turned to Jonghyun. But when I couldn't, I wanted to become someone that other people could turn to. And in a way, this podcast forced me to go through my own healing so I could walk beside you through yours as well. Um, I know some people think that this is really embarrassing or even cheesy, but I think we cope exactly how we need to. And so for many of you, I'm really happy that this could become a place of comfort and healing for you. Um, when I first started as well, I was very embarrassed about it. I didn't want to tell my friends. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell anyone. Uh, and slowly over time, this has become something that I've become very proud of. The reason is because of Jonghyun's Blue Night. So the thing I love the most about it, apart from him, and how he spoke to his listeners was how much I knew he actually loved it too. Not only was Jonghyun's Blue Night a place for showers to come and rest, but it was also his as well. And I think it reflected so well in how dedicated he was to it. I still don't quite understand how through like touring and making music and writing and everything, he was able to do Blue Night Radio every single night for so long. Right, He did it for almost three years, every single night. And even when he went on tour overseas, he would pre-record a bunch of episodes. I 
don't understand how he could do that. You really, that kind of dedication can only be given to something that you absolutely love. And now for myself too, after doing this for a while, I truly realize how much he must have loved it. Um, and that knowledge makes me love it even more. <laughs> One of the things I also admired about Jonghyun's Blue Knight was how open he was. In a way, this Blue Knight radio that he had was a direct connection between him and fans. And in this sense, he wasn't just Shiny's Jonghyun, but he was Kim Jonghyun, a person and in some ways a role model or even a friend that we could depend on. He was outspoken about controversial events and things that other celebrities and public figures in Korea would not talk about or didn't feel comfortable talking about. And these things he discussed openly and bravely. And when he had guests on the show, you could tell that they felt comfortable enough to do the same, even if it wasn't to the same extent. Uh, I think Blue Knight Radio was such a strong reflection of who Jonghyun was as a person. And I'll always be grateful for how much of not only his time, but also himself that he gave to us through this show. And I think that's something that was so incredibly brave of him to do and something that should really be applauded, especially for a person that was in the spotlight and in his position where you know, he says the wrong thing or he does the wrong thing. He could be immensely criticized for it. I think he was so brave to put himself out there. And not only to put himself out there, but to also show open respect for people who also hold controversial ideas or opinions. Um, and I think his Blue Night Radio was such an open place for everyone that even people who weren't fans of Shiny really, really loved listening to him. Uh, and it's been said by many people many times as well, how much they admired him as a person and as a radio DJ. Um, so for this Inspiration Corner, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit uh, because, as I mentioned, that was the entire inspiration for this podcast that I've been doing for the last two years, and it means the absolute world to me. And I know to all of you listeners as well, you wouldn't be listening to this if it wasn't for his Blue Night Radio, right? So, yes, that is the final inspiration for this season and for Blue Night Radio. Uh, the next song we're going to be listening to is song number three that you all voted for. And we're sticking with a little bit of a sad theme to be honest. Uh, the next song we have played a couple of times in previous episodes and the song is Shiny's Diamond Sky. Um, I don't think I need to go into detail about why you all chose it because I'm sure we all feel the same way. So I'm going to be playing it for you now. No. Now, for this next segment, actually, it's something we did have in the past, and that is books and movies. That was in season two. Specifically, ones that Jonghyun has mentioned liking a lot in the past. But for today, I'm going to be talking about a very special book uh, that I actually started talking about in season two. Of course, we cannot have this final episode without Jonghyun's Skeleton Flower. Actually, I 
was reading the book to you guys in season two, right? But I never really finished. Uh, my plans got a little bit messed up, and I'm very sorry for that. But there is a full unofficial translation that's out there.、Uh, so I do want to direct you to the translation by Shigani Gina.、Uh, if you look on Archive of Our Own, Or even on Twitter as well, you will be able to find their unofficial translations. But I must say that they did an absolutely amazing job.、Uh, even though I know it's translated, it flows so well in English that I feel like it was the language it was written in. It's really well translated. So thank you very much for doing that. I know it took them a whole year to translate the book, and they did an amazing job. So if you go and read it, please go and say thank you to them. They did an absolutely wonderful job, and that is also where I read it. But I remember when I first found this book, the physical copy, at the SM store. I was so excited to finally get my hands on it.、Uh, it's still my goal, actually, to read it in its original language one day. But I do have a friend who speaks Korean. And I remember one day after December twenty seventeen, she came over to my place, and I had that book on my desk. She picked it up at the time and flipped through it, and I will always remember what she said to me. She told me, "Whoever wrote this book has a way with words that makes you feel comfortable," and she said that it made her feel really warm. After she said that, I told her who actually wrote the book, and it touched her even more to know that. And that's what it, this book is. It's a little slice of comfort and touching insight into everyday relationships.、Uh, it's basically a story between a man and a woman, and the aftermath of their breakup. So we start in the present day, which is them breaking up, and then the rest of the book is kind of a flashback into their past, how they got together, and also a look at their present day situation and how they are. Handling it.、Um, what I really liked about the book is how Jonghyun incorporates aspects of himself into the book. He has mentioned before when he spoke about it that the characters are different representations of him, and he actually said that he relates more to the woman than to the man in the story. And I also do find it interesting that he never gives them names; he just calls them the woman and the man throughout the whole book.、Um, but I think if you are a fan, if you've listened to his Blue Night Radio, if you listen to his songs, you'll really be able to see what parts of himself he has included in each character, and it's a really interesting insight into how he reacts to certain things and how he looks at certain things.、Um, one thing I also really liked is that he incorporated himself as a celebrity in the story. In chapter two, as I mentioned earlier, it. Uh, is called end of a day, right? And he appears as a celebrity who is being interviewed, and it's obviously him because in the story, he as the character talks about his dog Rue. He talks about his song end of a day,、um, and he talks about how he is also a radio host. So he incorporates himself a hundred percent into the story, as well as kind of. Segmenting parts of himself into the characters, and I think it's a really interesting way of self-inserting in a way. I don't think self-inserts are bad when it comes to stories, but they are kind of frowned upon. 
um, but this was a really interesting way of doing it. It also, the, see, the thing is, I don't like love stories. Everyone should know this by now. I really don't like love stories. But the thing is, this is more about a breakup, but it's really realistic. Uh, I was explaining this to my friend just before. When you usually watch a movie or you read a book about breakups, it's like their whole world has ended and their heart has been torn in two and they don't sleep or eat for a month and their friends have to have an intervention. But this book is so realistic in it. The way they handle the breakup and the way they reflect on it, to me personally, seems really realistic. Uh, for example, the the way they broke up the couple had been together for about five years and then they just realized that the things they used to like about each other they no longer like anymore and the woman specifically towards the end of the book she is reflecting on the way they broke up and she said the moment the rose-colored lenses of love come off is when all hell breaks loose and she realized that he's not wrong but in a way she says greedy as it might be eat together even if he jokes that she looks like a pig and hold his hand just because she can even without wanting to and look into each other's eyes even if it's lifeless and listen to his charming words even if they sound like nagging kiss him even if it feels just like habit she wanted him by her side like it used to be so in this uh, paragraph exactly The thing I really liked about it is those were all kind of reasons that he broke up with her. He said all of these things that used to be really charming are no longer charming anymore. And when you're in a relationship, it's kind of insulting, right? (laughs) Like you used to be cute, but now I think you look like a pig when you eat. But when you miss someone so much, even if they hurt you, even if they said hurtful things and it would be damaging or toxic for each other you still want to be with them in a way and it kind of contradicts itself and it contradicts what you know is right but your feelings overrule that and you still want to be with them anyway so I felt like the way the woman felt about the breakup was super realistic in that sense and in the next chapter the man is also reflecting on the breakup and he said from time to time when the man became flooded with his longing all he wanted was to walk up to the woman right away and lament over how he wants his old self back but as the man did not want to hurt her with his selfish behavior or cause any more misunderstandings he instead opened his diary like usual so there's this thing where he wants to blame the woman and he wants to feel mad at her and he wants his old self back but he also doesn't want to hurt her anymore and i feel like this kind of way of thinking this contradiction inside your mind and your head and your heart kind of battling and you yourself not even knowing what you want I feel like it's so realistic so I was really impressed when I was reading it because I could 100% relate to how the characters felt and also understand as well so I think Jonghyun really caught the essence of what it is to be in love and to lose love as well um and finally, he, in his author's note, he was talking about music and things like that. And this is why earlier I said that the book also strongly correlates to 
not only end of a day, but all of his music. In his author's note at the end, he says that if there was a single story that expanded through the ambiguous starts and ends of my songs, it could create more complex feelings. If I gave them context and characters, we could draw a clearer picture of it. I thought this could be another way of appreciating music. I wrote this book with this ambition. So he wrote the book to connect all of his songs and all of the characters. Whenever he creates music, he creates a beginning, middle and end. He has this story. And through this book, he connects all of his songs together, which is why all of the titles are song titles as well. Um, and I kind of got that feeling but I didn't fully realize until the end when I read the author's note and it felt like a light bulb just went off in my mind so as I said before if you haven't read it yet please do if you really want to connect all the dots together and I think it's such a genius way of doing it too uh, finally what I wanted to talk about with this book is the layout of the book itself um, so first of all as I said if you want the translated version, Shigani Jina on Twitter spent a year translating everything. Uh, if you listen to season two, I also mentioned them a lot of times. But the physical book does only come in Korean, to my knowledge. Now, when you look at the shape and size of the book, it's very similar to an album. So it fits perfectly with a collection if you have one. And actually, I quite like that fact. Uh, but what I love even more about it is that its design seems to be really, really carefully thought out. So there are actually pictures in the book and the pictures are usually underlaid under lyrics for each of the songs in each chapter and they also tend to reflect the mood of the chapter whether it's bright and happy or raining and blue the pictures really reflect that the book also seems to be divided into three separate sections with a thin almost rice paper type paper separating them and I really love the attention to detail. Even on some pages, it looks like the text has been written, not written, but like printed on something else and then scanned, uh, like there's a slight border to it. And these little details are something that I really admire. It's quite reminiscent of Hang Kang's The White Book, which I spoke about earlier in the season that also has pictures. And it's definitely not like a picture storybook, but it adds another layer of depth to the story. Uh, so overall, I really, really like this book. It doesn't take long to read at all. You can read it probably in an hour or two. But overall, I think it's a really deep insight into Jonghyun's way of thinking and perspective on life, even if he doesn't outright say that. And it's also just a really realistic exploration into two people's lives and growths, growth after a breakup. Um, so if you haven't already read it, I seriously recommend it, um, especially if you want, in my opinion, deeper insight into Jonghyun and how he thinks about different things. But we are now moving on to song number four, right? Um, now this song, again, is a little bit sad. I feel like... <laughs> Shells have been a little bit sad uh, with these songs. 
but I completely understand as well why you picked this one. So the song for today is The World Where You Exist. It is a really beautiful song, uh, has a lot of deep meaning to our showers as well. So for song number four, you voted for it, we're going to listen to it now. And once again, finally, we have come to the end of another Shower Blue Night Radio. And for the last time, I'd like to thank everyone who's still listening. For copyright reasons, I can't include music, but if you want to listen to the full podcast, I've added it on my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Shower Blue Night Radio. Now, before I end this, I actually wanted to play the final song now. I know this should be at the very end of the episode, but for the sake of saving you from some emotional whiplash, I decided that I'll put it here. Uh, once you know the song, maybe you'll thank me. <laughs> but so far, we've had kind of touching or a little bit sad songs, right? Representing uh, Pearl Aqua. But for this last song, you all did a complete 180 and picked probably one of the funniest songs <laughs> as a shower, and that is The Shiny World Doobop. Yes. Song number five that you all voted for is the Shiny World Doobop. Uh, I did want to say a proper goodbye, but I thought once I say my goodbye, if I start playing this song, it's going to feel really strange. So I did decide to play it now. I hope you enjoy it, and then I will be seeing you after this. Now, we're coming to the end, and I debated if I should do this or not, but I did want to personally thank some people before we finish. First of all, I wanted to thank the kind stranger, the anonymous donator who paid the full amount of my SoundCloud subscriptions on Patreon when I was starting. I doubt you're still here, but I keep your message saved, and I read it quite often, so thank you. Uh, to those of you who don't know, SoundCloud you actually have to pay every year for the subscription and I had a very kind anonymous donator sponsor me for the first uh, year so I'm very grateful to them without them uh, I don't know how long I could have done it for in the beginning to be honest so you should be grateful to them too um, thank you to the special guests from season two, Lily, Rachel, and Sam, thank you for being my friends in real life and for appearing and telling your story. To listeners Sarah, Asia, Ray, Ren, and other listeners who have constantly participated, submitted, and messaged me since the beginning, thank you. To those silent listeners out there, you frustrate me, but I love you just as much. Thank you very much. And this is the first time that I've undertaken such a big and long project and as I probably mentioned a few times I had no idea how long it would last when I first started. Some people recently have asked me not to stop or questioned why I'm stopping and it's not that I feel differently to when I started but in a way I feel like Shawl Blue Night Radio has come to its end. It's served its purpose we hurt, we healed, and we were able to grow together through that time. And I feel like this isn't so much 
as a goodbye as it is a see you later. I know that in the future we can meet again, and if we do, it will be like old friends. As I said in the beginning, while it is the end of Shower Blue Night Radio, it's not the end of our friendship or our connection. In the same way you've grown close to me, I've grown close to you all, and we'll always be together in our own space that we've created. As we finish off, I also wanted to include Jonghyun's ending from his own Blue Night Radio. I think even now, as I end my own journey, there's absolutely no way I can understand how he felt at that time. But I want us all to remember why we're here in our own space and why this started. Neil n o y e 푸른밤의 마지막 시간은 내일을 시작하는 여러분께 드리는 곡으로 준비하고 있는데요. 오늘 들려드릴 곡은 경연의 천입니다. 아마도 너와 난꼭 그때가 아니었더라도 너와 난 분명 만났을 거야. 당신과 나의 푸른 밤이 천일을 맞이했을 때 함께 들었던 노래죠. 제목부터 직설적인 종연의 천 노래 가사입니다. 저에게 라디오란 참 의미가 깊고 멋진 성장의 경험이었어요. 제가 그런 얘기를 많이 하잖아요. 성장에 항상 성장에 항상 통증이 다른다고요. 성장통을 겪는 과정이라고 생각을 하고 있습니다. 그럼에도 불구하고 저에겐 너무너무 소중한 기억이 됐고요. 여러분에게도 소중한 기억이 되길 바라고 추억 가면 다시 만날 그날을 좀 기약했으면 하네요. 네, 인생의 큰 분기점이 됐습니다. 라디오. 그리고 푸른밤. 참 푸른밤이라는 단어 앞에 제 이름을 몇 번이나 붙여서 읊줄였는지 모르겠네요. 푸른밤 종인입니다. 라는 이 문장이 처음엔 참 어색했는데 그게 익숙함이 됐고요. 그 익숙함과 잔시 인사를 해야 될 날이 왔네요. 그래요. 참 삶이라는 건 만남과 헤어짐의 연속이죠. 네. 우리도 그 과정 속에 있고 그래서 성장을 하고 있다고 믿습니다. 당장은 참 아쉽고 섭섭하고 눈물 나고 그러겠지만 우린 꼭 다시 만날 거예요. 아마도 너와 난꼭 그때가 아니었더라도 너와 난 분명 만났을 거야 그때 그때가 어서 오길 바라고요 그땐 지금의 감정보다 훨씬 큰 반가움으로 서로를 맞이하겠죠 어, 마지막 인사 어떻게 해야 되나 고민 진짜 많이 했어요 그리고 하던 대로 하기로 마음먹었습니다 대신 그 앞에 한마디 더 붙여서 
인사를 하려고요. 지금까지 푸른밤 종현이었습니다. 저도 쉬러 올게요. 여러분도 여전히 그리고 안녕히 내일도 쉬러 와요. And as we finish off here too, I'd like to reflect the same words that Jonghyun said. As a final goodbye, I really do want to express my love and gratitude to those of you who listened or participated in Shower Blue Night Radio at any point in time. When this first started being recorded on my iPhone under some blankets, I was scared. If you go back to the first episode, you can probably tell too. Uh, I didn't know what was going to happen and what impact this would have, but as I posted that first episode and heard from so many of you, I knew I made the right decision in starting this. I hope that this show has also become a place full of precious memories for all of you too. So finally, thank you to Jonghyun for being my light and inspiration over these last few years. Thank you once again to my listeners for all the happy memories we made together. Please rest peacefully and happily. And know that I love you all very much. This has been Bella's Shower Blue Night Radio. Thank you. <laughs>